Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Welcome back to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Scott Vaughn, filling in today along with Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Producer Hannah, keeping the trains running on time. What up, what up? And the legendary John Marsh from our Jefferson City Studios. Here, sir. I built this up all morning. I'm going to get right into it. If you haven't heard an interview with Senator Cindy O'Loughlin, uh, you're about to have your whole world changed. If you <laughs> if you go on with your day and drink your coffee and you don't know what's on her mind, it's because you weren't listening. No uh, pressure right there. Senator Cindy O'Loughlin, uh, the <laughs> Senate Majority Leader, welcome to, the, welcome to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. I love interviewing you because you, there's not a lot of double talk. It'd be like if you watch the Republican debate and all those talking points, this will be like the opposite of all that. Uh, let me just jump in. I have to tell you, I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i told you at the State Fair, I'm going to have to tell Stephanie too, you told me there was problems with schools. I would argue. I would argue with Stephanie. You were both, I'll just start this off, you were right, I was wrong. Wow. You're both smart. I'm stupid. You're both very pretty. I'm unattractive. Uh, you were right the whole time. And now the folks at Desi, there's going to be a change. Stephanie's just nodding her head. <laughs> there was some vindication, right? You've been saying something has to change, and now something's changing, correct? Correct. I mean, you know, I don't usually say something unless I'm pretty sure that I'm, you know, have looked into it, and I know what I'm talking about, so... I visited more than 30 schools and will visit more, and something needs to change immediately, <laughs> if not sooner. Do you think you're going to get that change with it? I mean, what's what do you know about the process of finding new leadership over there? And then, you know, just changing the person at the top doesn't always, you know, that person then would have to, you know, go in and clean house if we really want to see change, wouldn't they? Well, that would be my method if I were doing it. Um well, first of all, there's, I think, four state board members whose terms are either expired or close to expiring, and they will be replaced. And so, you know, they'll have to be confirmed by the Senate. And I, I did have a conversation with the governor's office, and he agreed um, that, you know, we, try, we need to work together to find someone that we all agree would be a good fit. So... I'm pretty certain unless we have reform-minded individuals, you know, nominated to go on the board, they won't make it through the Senate. So that will be the first step. You know, it's the darndest thing. I, I'm not honestly sure what Desi does. I, I've pointed out a problem, clear corruption, and they would tell you, oh, well, that's terrible. Oh, that superintendent, who would ever hire him to educate children? That's awful. And then they would assure me that they don't do anything, couldn't do anything about it. No, they have no job responsibilities whatsoever. And then they'll say, hey, if you see Lincoln, tell him we need more money. And I'm like, you mean you need more money so you can do more of nothing? It's the most perplexing thing I've ever seen. Well, I mean, I know that education, the way that it's currently done, is enormously expensive. Of course, transportation costs are very expensive. And... The things that have added to that expense, I think, are uh, federal-type requirements, most of which I would totally throw overboard. Um, you know, if you talk to Rusty Black, Rusty Black is a retired teacher, mm -hmm. and he and I are 
you know, we're we're older people, and I'm older than he is, but we we both know how to read, and we both know how to do math, and we're fairly responsible individuals. And school has, for many years now, at the at the um, you know urging, I think, of the federal government, and also of Desi, has kind of veered off into a. Uh, in some cases, a psychobabble institute <laughs> that does all kinds of things but doesn't teach people to read or do math. And teachers are frustrated with all of the, you know, administrative record keeping that, you know, is then sent off somewhere, probably filed, and no one ever looks at it. <laughs> and, and we're just... We're, we are dumbing down our classrooms. There is no question about that. Um, many schools are going to a four-day week with the excuse that it helps them save money and recruit teachers. Well, I mean, you saw the message that I sent to you yesterday, Scott. That is what's, that is what's causing teachers to leave the classroom. And um, when you speak the truth about it, there's a humongous pushback from the education establishment. And I have said many times, listen, if you don't like our solution, what is your solution? Because just telling us no is not good enough. But, you know, to give them credit on their part, they've been saying no now for years. And they've been allowed to continue on the way they are with ever-declining results. Um, Senator, thank you so much for joining us. This is a very fascinating uh, discussion. I would point out, even though it was a Republican bill from Bill Reibolt, the former state representative from Neosho, it was a Democrat governor, Jay Nixon, that signed the four-day school week into law. A lot of people forget that. He, he, did, uh, he did sign that into law. Probably would have been uh, overridden if he had vetoed that, uh, vetoed that, but he did. He did sign it in law. I want to. I want to. You're talking about funding, and you're also talking about education. There is a candidate who ran for office in North Missouri last year. She lost her race. Her name is Jess Piper, and she just posted this on Twitter a few minutes ago. And I'll just read it in its entirety because this really kind of sums up the issue about funding. She writes this quote: Jess Piper quote If Missouri legislators claim to not have the money to fund proper fund public schools properly we are 49th in the nation for funding how can we fund the hundreds of other private and religious schools they are now shoving in the mix question mark seriously how will that work question mark end of quote that tweet from jess piper a former candidate uh, on the democratic side in northwest missouri senator your response to what miss piper saying well first of all is miss piper a retired school teacher because I, I, I get that I get that response from a lot of people who have been in the in the education field, mm-hmm. and you know I'll I'll just quote the guy that sent me a message yesterday who said you know every time there's extra money or schools have been given especially in the last few years what seems to be an endless supply of money and many of them have taken the money and put in new um, football fields and all-weather tracks and all kinds of things, but it doesn't seem to make it to the teachers. So there's there's no disputing that we have spent more money every year, and I know that they're um, going to ask for another $250 million this year in this year's budget, which I'm absolutely opposed to. You're I saying- mean, where in, the world, where in the world do you spend more money 
to get less results. Uh, I do want to follow up on that very, very quickly because I know others have questions. But you're saying Desi is going to come back and they want $250 million more in funding? Did I hear that correctly? Well, that I believe that's what I read not long ago. So, yeah. And, you, and you're chair of the education committee. It sounds like you're a no vote on that. Well, I'm no longer the chair of the education committee because I'm... You know the majority, the majority leader. leader so right. I had to, yeah, I had to let go of that. She's got a chair of the floor but, now. Yeah, chair of the floor. But you have a lot of clout over the over those committees. So you're saying you're 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 definitely going to vote no. I take it. <laughs> well, I'm certainly going to have a talk with Lincoln Hub. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Thank you, Senator. Senator, talk to us about what we should expect for the next session. It was no secret that you bumped heads with the conservative caucus, the chaos caucus by any other name. They said they've disbanded. Do you buy that? And what does 2024 look like in the Missouri Senate? (laughs) Well, I'm praying about that every day, and I'm not kidding when I say that. Um, You know, I think that we will have times of being productive, and then we'll have times of chaos and um you know i'm trying to talk to each of the senators and i was reading a quote that um, was put forth about the um conservative caucus first of all you know i was a member of that group most of the people in there i'm friends with but it's the method that i don't approve of and i think if you look at the results most of the time, many of the things they want to do are actually the same things that the rest of the people would agree to do or even want to do. But they create a lot of dissension by not working on relationships. The Senate is all about relationships. And I think most of the people in there, if you sit down with them and talk with them, you can find common ground and you can get things done. But at times, and, you know, my favorite Senator Eigel, who I sit next to on the floor, <laughs> and we get along a lot of the time, and then, you know, the rest of the time we fight like cats and dogs, but you cannot bring a big piece of legislation to the floor that you have not worked with the other senators on previously. And sometimes he does that. Or he brings it in and then refuses um, to compromise at all. And when people say to me, well, why haven't you gotten this done or why haven't you gotten that done? My response to that is you have to have 18 votes. And if you can't get 18 votes, it's going nowhere. And you won't get 18 votes if you don't have a decent relationship with everyone. So uh, we continue to work on relationships. And I cannot really predict for you exactly what will happen well, it'll be a day-to-day thing i think as the as they say if you have to deal with desi thoughts and prayers uh it'll be an interesting session and a fun one to cover we hope uh, as the session unfolds you'll come back here and talk with us on wake up in missouri <laughs> thanks for having me on i'll certainly do that thank you i told you all you wouldn't wonder what she thought when she was done talking but me there's one thing when i hosted this show i was committed to do and that is to get my daughter's favorite segment what's hot, what's hot with hannah on at 725 so hannah i think it's time we have to bail out of this so we can make sure we're, the trains run on time yeah we might even be early if you mess around boom success <laughs>
This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Mid-Missouri's official talk show. Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Official talk show? What does that even mean? Official? Welcome back to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I One of my goals of this entire show was to hit my daughter's favorite segment right on the right at 725 and we're gonna beat it it is now 725 which means it's time for what's hot with hannah well it's actually 724 and exactly you just right hit, you just hit on one of the reasons i love millie and that's because even without her being in studio she has affected change in this world <laughs> okay for years this segment ran behind schedule and it took one millie fawn to speak up and make some change, and I really appreciate that about your daughter. So tell her I said thank you. Oh, she's already texted me that it's 724. <laughs> <laughs> we have a sort of Florida man-esque type of story this morning, uh, but it comes to us from our very own Audrain County. Vandalia had something kind of exciting happen. Well, you see, in, in Cole County, we call it Columbia man stories, but go ahead. <laughs> we have had that debate on the show before. Like, what county or town in missouri would be the most like florida and that usually gets some good responses it's a mixed bag and you're laughing like you maybe have a a fast answer i always think of the the moberly panty bandit from several (laughs) years ago who robbed a gas station with a rifle talking about steve go are you (laughs) robbed a gas station with a (laughs) rifle and a pair of women's underwear on his head but no, this is from Vandalia, Audrain County. Earlier in the week, they had some scheduled um, blackouts overnight, and the Audrain County Sheriff's Department was doing some extra patrolling just to make sure that, you know, everyone was safe with all the street lights out. And they were using their fancy drone that kind of has some night vision just to make sure, you know, no one was up to no one was up to anything bad lurking around in the shadows. And one gentleman by the name of Ryan Breeden. <laughs> he saw the drone and he said, hmm, I also have a drone. And so he launches his drone and essentially attacks the Audrain Good Sheriff Department's drone. <laughs> exactly right. Tried to play bumper drones. Did they have a warrant to bring that drone in his airspace? If not, take it down. I mean, I don't know about all that, but he's been charged with a couple things. And uh, the FAA could be getting involved. You know, I heard a story that some assessors were using drones. And I'm like, look at your house. The guts on them. In Butler County, if you flew a drone to try to, from the government without a warrant, that thing's getting shot down. And no, they're not even out there. They're not going to convict you. They're not going to charge you. They're going to give you an award. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Practice for dove season. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And after all that China spy balloon thing, I could see the guy in Audrain County be like, I've seen this before. I'm, you know, I I don't want a drone flying over my house. Exactly. And, you know, I've got kids. You know, you don't know if it's got a camera on it what it's doing the government got no business flying drones over your place gary nolan would nuke that thing he would have (laughs) none of that i guess i should say you know he allegedly committed this offense i don't see it as an offense i see it as self-defense 
I, I think that guy should be saluted. And how do you know if the drone is like a police drone? It's or, not like it's got a siren on the top be from of it. Hamas. Or, you yeah. don't know. I, I say any drone that you that you see, you drop that thing, shoot it right out of the sky. <laughs> that drone has no business on your property. I, I I think this guy's not only not a criminal. I think he's a hero. Uh, I think it should be the Ryan Breedlin Award for self-defense of your property against the government. Government has no business on your property. But depending on what style of drone you have, I mean, they passed those rules, what, now, like five years ago. So he would have had to have um, certain certifications from the FAA, depending on, like, the style of drone and the height, I think. So he could be in trouble for that. But he was a book. He was booked for attempted first-degree property damage, which is a felony, obstructing government operations. I think that's a good thing. You should obstruct the government operations. They have no business on your property. And, uh, yeah, they confiscated his drone and... Erroneous. Yeah, and he's waiting for... Some formal charges he in the Ogden County Jail. He, he should be waiting for an award and a parade. Unless a key they had a to warrant. the city. Yes. <laughs> if they didn't have a warrant to get on your property, whether it's a drone or anybody else, stay off our property. So you I was no going to nominate this guy as a potential loser of the week, but what I'm mm. hearing from him no. there is that Flip he's maybe a winner of the week. I think he's the hero of the week. Now let well, me, uh, while we're talking about heroes, though, I want to, we got a, a, a listener text us in here. I want to tell folks about the Bugle Boy Veterans Appreciation Night Route from Candlewood Suites to the St. Martin's Lights Columbus at 345, welcoming the veterans of the Korean War. Wave their flags. <clears throat> if you wave them, wave them if you got them tonight. What a cool thing they're doing out there. Uh, St. Martin's Knights Columbus, good folks. Appreciate you texting and letting us know. That's the kind of thing that makes Bid Missouri so very special is is situations like this and the number of texts we are now getting agreeing with me that if you see a drone you drop a drone <laughs> all right <laughs> also i want to remind folks uh you can get on our website and salute the troops send us a story of your veterans in your life we'll be airing those stories uh as we approach veterans day weekend congressman sam graves coming up after this Thanks for making Wake Up Mid-Missouri your number one choice in the morning. Like this bumper music. Love this. Let this breathe a second. I like this. This is is what every plane flying into Target Airport should be playing. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome back to Wake Up Bit Missouri. Uh, I'm Scott Fawn. We are now joined by what I would think is hands down the most influential Missourian in Washington, D.C., the chairman of the Transportation Committee, Congressman Sam Graves. Welcome to Wake Up Mid Missouri. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. So you got a new speaker, right? How, how's, it, how's he settling in? Yep. Um, he's doing all right. Mike is uh, Mike's a friend of mine. He uh, uh, he obviously got the consensus, and and uh, he's just to be quite honest with you, he's a nice guy. He doesn't have any enemies, and uh, he's settling in very quickly. And he's putting his team together, and uh, and we're we're back to regular order. We're back to getting uh, getting our work done and getting the appropriations bills completed. When I think of Missouri, I think of Sam Graves, and when I think of okay. Sam Graves, I think he probably had to be very unhappy of three weeks of going to Washington and doing nothing. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. It was, you know, unfortunately, it was uh, a very small group of individuals that had personal vendettas against Kevin McCarthy, and and uh, they put that into motion. And and you know, we went had to go. We, we were forced to go through that process, and it, it did take three weeks, and and literally nothing got done as a result. 
uh, it, uh, transportation committee that is such a, a big, big deal to chair. Explain to just a guy driving a truck today in Moberly uh, how big that could be for our area. Um, it's a big deal, and it we cover all modes of transportation. So not only highways and bridges, but that's pipelines, all inland waterways, all the ports, railroads, aviation. Um, it covers it, – it has – jurisdiction beyond that we have all of the united states coast guard under my jurisdiction and all public buildings so everything from the smithsonian to to the usda building in kansas city missouri uh is covered under under my jurisdiction so um it's a very big committee and obviously it deals with everything that moves in this country so whether it's a person or a product or even services, you know, they all move. Everything gets transported uh, from one place to the other. Uh, so as a truck driver, obviously, the, the last mile to that destination is, is crossed our highways. So that's obviously very important to, uh, uh, to our uh, uh, delivery folks and to the truck drivers, because usually it's by truck. Uh, Mr. Chairman, we appreciate you joining us live uh, this morning and uh, and taking time out of your busy schedule. I want to follow up on Scott's question about transportation. It's huge. I was up in Moberly. He mentioned Moberly. I was up in Moberly in late August and interviewed you at the fire station, and we talked, the two of us, about the tri-level in Jefferson City. MoDOT says rebuilding the tri-level will cost $40 million, but then they need money for the Rex Witten Expressway. You told me in August, late August, that there was a possibility of getting some intrastate highway dollars out there. You were optimistic. You were talking to, to the governor's office at the time. Let's get us, our listeners up to date. What's the status of that, and are you still optimistic? Um, not as optimistic as I was, Brian. Um, mm. It's the, the unfortunate part is is that um, it's my understanding that 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 basically there just isn't the interest that that uh, I originally thought was out there. Um, but having said that, we still, uh, it's still in the works. You know, we're still working on the process, um, and I'm still trying to help out. And But it's, you know, every project has to go through the planning process at MoDOT, and, uh, you know, they obviously set their priorities, and, and right now I just don't think it's at the, at the top level. If I could follow up very quickly, you mentioned the, the lack of interest. Is that from the agency, the the can you say that because the governor himself came on this show and he said flat out he wants to i mean he said it on this show on both stations he wants them to consider redesigning are we talking about um if, in, i know you can't give a lot of details uh, but, but who, who are we talking about roughly about not being interested i think it's it's basically you know what i'm hearing is is the general public but the general public I'm not okay I'm not completely sure of that. All I know is that I've been told that, you know, it's just not necessarily a top priority right now. And, and uh, there doesn't oh. seem to be that high level of interest. And, and uh, uh, I, you know, I've told everyone I'm ready to go, whatever, you know, whatever the state needs, um, I'm ready to jump in and help out. Thank you. Congressman, I know we talked to you a while back, like Brian said, reference to tra- the uh, transportation issues and the publicized battle that Kevin McCarthy ended up in when the Republican caucus talked about spending cuts. You've talked a lot about true trust funds as it factors into transportation. What could that mean for the I-70 project? So that's what, what's interesting about transportation in the, in Washington is we still so we don't have to take money from general revenue. We have these trust funds that operate, in the, and they're true trust funds. They aren't 
you know, trust funds in name only. These are dollars that go into silos, for lack of a better term, um, through user fees. So there's the highway trust fund, which is funded through our, our fuel tax. There's the aviation trust fund funded through fuel tax. There's the inland waterways trust fund. There's the uh, harbor maintenance trust fund. The list goes on and on and on. And so you have these siloed dollars. And we what we do in, on my committee then is we authorize those dollars for various projects across the country when they are uh, when they are projects that have a federal component and those dollars can't be siphoned off to be used in other areas or used for other uh, um, other sectors you might say or for general revenue spending uh, either so what's good news about that for i-70 is we'll be able to tap into those dollars and i-70 is a major u.s um, transportation corridor, um, trade corridor for the United States. So um, that's good news, and we have dollars in those in those trust funds. Uh, and again, they are to be used and and uh, for those purposes. So we don't have to worry about necessarily the um, the offsets like we have to in a lot of other spending uh, when it comes to um, doing the appropriations bills um, because those dollars are there. They're sitting there and they're waiting to be used for projects like this. What are we going to see as far as the foreign aid goes? I think, you know, the Biden administration came out with their package that tied in um, Ukraine and Israel and uh, border funding. Uh, I think some Republicans said they wanted them all separated. Now I think we're back to tying some of these issues together. You know, where would you like to see it and where do you think we're going to end up? I'd like to see border funding, obviously, a part of that. And if that's what it takes to to get our border under control, then I think that we need to uh, we need to do that. And obviously, we need to help um, when it comes to Israel, for sure. That has got to be a very top priority to make sure that uh, Israel has everything they need to be able to uh, take care of their uh, enemies. And for that matter, too, Ukraine. Um, you know, here's the thing in, in Ukraine. Ukraine's. Ukrainians are fighting the Russians right now. If the Russians were to defeat the Ukrainians and they move into the Baltic states like Latvia or Lithuania or Estonia, then we will have actual U.S. troops on the ground fighting Russians, and I do not want to see that. Um, we already have agreements and with those countries, and I know that Putin has his sights set on, so that is the reason why we have to be a very big part of what's going on in uh, uh, in Ukraine. So um, tying those two uh, uh, those two foreign aid packages to border security, I think, is vitally important. The security of our border is extraordinarily, uh, you know, it, it's one of the most important things that we should be doing uh, as a uh, as a government. It's not being taken care of now. It needs to be taken care of. And so if that's the compromise, then uh, I think it's going to be a good one. Congressman, it's a good time to be on the Mizzou campus right now. you got some kin folks that have been helping out down there a little bit. Uh, in my professional lifetime, I can't think of a time the zoo was in a better spot. It just feels like a good time there, right? It is a good time. And, and right now I have about, I think at the moment, I was just trying to count up. I have six nieces and nephews um, that uh, are going to Mizzou uh, right now. You know, Mizzou's a big part of uh, my family's. Uh, Sounds like a big part of your family's wallet then. <laughs> yeah, it, you, you got to say that. I mean, I think we built a building or two just in tuition <laughs> over the years. But uh, um, it's uh, it, it's good to be on, always good to be on campus at Mizzou. And, and you know, obviously uh, a lot has turned around there, and, and uh, yes. that's a good thing, too. They're on the rise again. Tell me who you like. we got Tennessee coming in. I look, they're a one-point favorite. I mean, it, it, I'm going, it's going to be an exciting Saturday in Columbia. Who do you like? <laughs> 
So who do I like? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously Mizzou. I think so. I think so too. I, I feel like we're catching them at Tennessee at the right time. I feel like there's a big uh but there's a groundswell that I think is gonna do very well yeah. very well for Mizzou. I think I think both we're we're catching them right and they're catching us wrong. And I like our chances Saturday, which we're gonna talk about that one of your constituents, Curtis Gregory, coming up in the next hour. Oh yeah. Well, we should have. It's unfortunate that we lost that LSU oh, game. We should have won that that uh, that game, and we had obviously had a better record. And, and Georgia, um, you know, that's just going to be a tough game, no matter what. We came close last year, but we ran out of gas. But uh, it, it, it's we're looking good. We really are. Well, Congressman, thank you so much for joining us. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, guys, very much. Thank you, Sam, Congressman Sam Graves, the chairman of the. Uh, the Congressional Transportation Committee, probably the most influential Missourian in Congress. John, what do you have coming up for us after the break? A tiny house inside the mall. <laughs> um, you, you, oh you got me. You got you got me interested. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Tell your friends you listen to Wake Up Mid Missouri. Except for this. Had to be Texas. SWAT team called into the West Houston Walmart after police say a man was found living in the air conditioning vents. What? Uh, Yep. Officers were called out to the Walmart. If you've ever been to Houston on South Kirkwood, guy refused to come out. They say he was having a mental health crisis and had to be removed from living in the ducks. They weren't sure how long. Lots of these going on. Supermarket in Nevada, man lived in the store rafters for a week, took food from the deli. Another one, an employee was using his cubicle as a bedroom for over a year because he couldn't afford to pay rent in L.A. Terry shared a story, said living at work improved his quality of life because he saved 20000 bucks and freed up the time and money to travel and pursue his interests. <laughs> you know, John Chuck Ferguson used to live in his office in the yeah. Capitol in Jeff City, but, you know, he, it was easy for him to wash his hair, you know, because he could just take it off and put it in the sink and then put it back on. <laughs> so it, it actually worked for him in an odd way. Well, One more of these, a guy and a teenage boy living in another Texas Walmart. This kid built secret campsites hidden behind rolls of toilet paper, lived in the store for more than two days before being discovered, and the last guy lived in the mall uh, wore diapers to avoid being caught Ugh. and lived off Mrs. Fields cookies, Dippin' Dots, Auntie Anne's pretzels, Orange Julius, and stuff out that of the dumpster. That's a bad life. That Rainforest Grill. Delightful. There you go. You throw some Snickers in there and I, you're speaking my language. You know, other than the fact that he wore diapers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's pushing it a little bit. <laughs> I have to say, I uh, I've waited till now. I've I've wore a vest in all morning. Oh my goodness! Uh, you know, speaking of uh, the weekend and fun, I guess it, what was it last weekend? That Talk about living in diapers. Southern, mm. or, or or trophies. Southern Boone. <laughs> uh, they came across the river. What two t- two games in a row to play Blair Oaks? Ted LePage put a little whooping on him both times. The second time, he didn't hold back. He was very accommodating to the Ashland people 
the first time, but the second time he like tripled them up, right? We hang, we were hanging in there till about halftime in the first game. I don't, the second game I didn't get a chance to yeah, monitor. You didn't close. hang in much the second game. District football title on the line tomorrow night in Awardsville. Oh yeah, the 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 Blair Oaks Falcons. I'm wearing my shirt from last year's state championship. Does uh, does the Southern no Southern Boone doesn't have a shirt like this from last year? That's right. We have a baseball state championship. Hey, Come that's on. that's awesome. Uh, that's great. Hey, the Pintos are still in it. You know, I do know two people on the Pintos last state championship team. It's Caleb Jones and Alex Tuttle. Of course, that was in like 1998, <laughs> 99, 97, something like that. But I do, I do know if you go to Burgers uh, in um, in California, the good one, not the one Stephanie travels to, uh, then you could see the picture of the state championship team up there. You could see yeah, Burger Haas. Yeah, you could see the Caleb Jones, uh, the Caleb Jones cameo right there. Uh, but no, I think it'll be a fun night tomorrow night in Wardsville. I do believe Moberly's next up to get whooped, I think. That's Elias Capital game. City and the Jeff City Jays all in district title games as well. Isn't so. that interesting? It is a, it's a fun time of year for football. Uh, and, and nowhere is, is, is playoff football more fun than Wardsville. Now, I'm curious, John and Scott, if you've heard that Misha for the district title games, they're doing like electronic tickets through an app yeah has anyone seen this what could possibly go wrong well i don't think it's just the california game i think it's probably everywhere but i've not heard I, of I this in other you, seasons i could speak with, with very good knowledge of this because i look not to brag but blair oaks girls won the volleyball state championship as well Ooh. and my daughter has a, a friend on the team uh, kendall and so she she's went to all the games and yes you have to go buy the ticket on this app and while that's annoying and i don't I think I do think our friends here at Mission sometimes make things more complicated than it has to be, uh, like with the Houston volleyball team playing a charity tournament for cancer research. That was awful. Uh, it's just it's just they overthink things a little bit. Uh, but the app, I don't like it, but I can figure it out if I have to, and so my daughter can figure it out easily. But there are some grandparents I've seen trying to get in the game as the volleyball game was starting. They were quite unhappy. They were trying to give them cash money in America with President, you know, Lincoln's face on it. And no, no, no. I, I think well, yeah, honestly that's the they thing. gave it, in. It's not like the app is an option. It's the only option, right? I, I actually think there there was someone with some sense from the school that just said, "Okay, you know what? Just come on in." Yeah. <laughs> I think, and, and you know what? That's where you need a little more Andy Griffith, a little less Barney Fife. I do think they just broke down and said, you could just come on in. We'll, we'll figure out the $6 you owe later. But yeah, it, it is that. But, uh, I, look, I'm not trying to just wedge in again. The Blowouts won another state title. Mm-hmm. They may have to build another building just for the state championship trophies. I don't know. I just think, like, if you were to ask people, like, what's least popular, like, Misha becoming the new Ticketmaster. Yeah. <laughs> like, Misha yeah. Ticketmaster. Can probably you imagine if Misha tried to sell Taylor Swift tickets? It oh, could be the end of days. Well, Misha is also selling live video streams like now isn't that and- cool though now that's a thing i think if we're going to give him grief for this 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 overly thought out ticket thing what an awesome thing because how many folks i've watched this uh brian williams a senator his uh uh his partner Lindsay, she's a, a clayton volleyball coach and clayton came to blair oaks to get whipped at volleyball once and i was trying to to facetime it and it was a mess so i love that mish is doing that and i've heard the stream's actually pretty good quality 
and and it's we like ten or fifteen bucks it better be. Well, still it's uh, available. And shout out to Tony because in Southern Boone for the younger kids, we've got a dad who will show up to the games oh and God, do yeah. it on Facebook, and it has been just so wonderful because I have an aggressive travel schedule. Yes, and uh, but also I have other kids, so sometimes I'm at the soccer field and I've got a different kid in a different city playing football, and it has been so nice to be able to you know tune into the Facebook lives and and watch the game and stay up stay up on it. Well, my young. Youngest yeah, brother-in-law is still in high school, so of course their game is in Odessa this Friday night, and that's a long hike from California, Missouri. So some of the family is going to be streaming it. California, Missouri. Cool. It's I'm not I'm not familiar with that. I know there's <laughs> oh a California, boy. Missouri, but oh I'm boy. not familiar with this. Missouri. We're getting hate this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Representative Curtis Gregory, former Mizzou lineman, coming up after the break.